This episode is brought to you by CNA Insurance Company, a leading insurance company that provides a broad range of standard and specialized property and casualty insurance products and services for businesses and professionals throughout the U.S., Canada, and Europe, and is backed by more than 120 years of experience and approximately $45 billion in invested assets. Hi, this is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa's Media Communications and Client Services Department. Thank you for listening to today's top Rancho Mesa news, brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone. My guest today is Andy Roberts, Account Executive in the Surety Group with Rancho Mesa. Today, we're going to talk about bonding capacity. Andy, thanks for joining us. Hi, Lisa. You're welcome, and thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Now, many of our clients are in the construction industry, but not all of them do bonded work. So why is bonding capacity important to know for those contractors? So for contractors that do a lot of bonded work, their bonding capacity is a critical element of their business. Capacity often determines which projects a company can and cannot pursue, so it is managed very closely. However, for contractors that are new to bonding or have not bonded previously but remain interested in performing bonded work, this is likely a completely foreign concept to them. So if a company is looking into performing bonded work, they'll need to know their bonding capacity as they're bidding on projects. Will you explain how bonding capacity is determined? So generally speaking, a contractor's bonding capacity is comprised of single and aggregate limits where the surety underwriter will approve performance and payment bonds for a job up to the single limit. The aggregate limit is the cap that a surety carrier sets for how much total bond liability a contractor can have extended at one time. Having these caps is what makes it important for contractors to have an understanding of what information sureties use when determining how much capacity to offer them. Underwriters will look at personal and business credit, industry experience, as well as personal financial wealth. Typically, though, the most important item a surety underwriter will focus on is the company's financials, especially their balance sheet and income statement. Okay, so the contractor provides the surety with their company's balance sheet and income statement. What kinds of things is the surety underwriter looking to see on those documents? So when reviewing a balance sheet income statement, two important items that an underwriter will be reviewing are the contractor's working capital and also their equity. We took a deeper dive into working capital in a previous podcast, but simply put, working capital represents a contractor's current assets minus current liabilities, and this measures how much a company has available to pay its current debts. Equity, or net worth on the balance sheet, is made up of retained earnings, common stock, and additional paid-in capital, and these numbers provide a measure of long-term liquidity of a company. So surety carriers take a hard look at these numbers because they want to ensure that there are sufficient reserves to complete the work that they have issued performance and payment bonds on. If listeners are interested in hearing Andy discuss working capital, check out episode 30 of this podcast. Andy, if there are contractors listening today that want to start performing bonded work and know they need to build an effective bonding program, what would you recommend? Building an effective bond program can take time, and requires collaboration with competent, trusted advisors. Determining what type of bonding capacity you can establish and or deserve is a key part of the process. 
to find out what your bonding capacity looks like, request a quick capacity analysis from me and I will provide you with the information you need for your company. Great. We'll include a link in the show notes where our listeners can request a capacity analysis. So Andy, if listeners have questions about bonding capacity, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I can be reached at 619-937-0166 or at aroberts at ranchomesa.com. And stay tuned for my next podcast, which will take a deeper dive into strategies for improving equity and how this can increase capacity. Andy, thanks for stopping by Studio One. Thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to the next one. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.